0: Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the place I talk about a lot of dad stuff, a lot of guy stuff, a lot of different topics that I come across in my daily life and read online. So anyways, thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Now today's episode is kind of a special episode. I actually reached out to an old childhood friend of mine. We've been friends for 20 plus years and he agreed to come on my show and just have a nice little conversation with me. We talk about being friends for such a long time. We talk about our childhood. We talk about him and getting into the field that he is in now and what it took for him to get there. We talk about dealing with people and dealing with customers. We talk about small business. We kind of get into a lot of different things, but I have a guest here, so I'm pretty excited. Hopefully, you guys are equally as excited, so I'll probably split this up into two episodes. So... Stay tuned for part two next week. Anyways, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, I would just like to introduce uh, TJ, a good friend of mine, a man of many talents. Honestly, probably one of my best friends and probably one of the only ones or the longest ones that I have actually stayed in contact with since our inception of friendship. So welcome to the show, man. Thank you for being here. I got nothing better to do. Right. Well, thank. You. Yeah. Well, it's it takes time out of your your uh your clearly busy day. So. Yeah, my my clearly busy day, my my off season. Yeah, I appreciate it. So we've known each other for what thirty, probably thirty years now.
1: 1993. You've you figured this I was out. Was eleven
0: years old. Yeah, I just did it right now. <laughs> okay. I was 11 we You've been 93. And so yeah, so middle school, yeah. It's Fifth been grade. A, What grade? Fifth grade. Fifth. So yeah, we've been, we've been around each other for a long time. We have a lot of memories. We've, we've done a lot of stuff. Um, we lived three and a half, three miles from each other, hung out every day. I would, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, pretty much. Fishing, hunting, uh, stealing drinks out of your parents' party coolers, you know, yeah, crashing cars be, with your brother. Oh
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Granada.
0: Yeah. You know, we've I had, had uh, trees. yeah, we've, uh, We've uh, we've had a lot of memories, you know, uh, racing our old snowmobiles and and all that stuff, and then uh, ice fishing, and and then I graduated and I moved to Nevada, so then that kind of put a kibosh to us seeing each other every day. Yeah, it's too hot over there. I, I couldn't live in Nevada. I would. No, die. I, I miss it. I miss it every day, man. I do. I mean, I don't mind the Midwest where I'm at now in, in Indiana, but I for some reason I don't know. I spent 20 years there, and I kind of miss it, but. Oh well, life goes on, you know.
1: I, I would overheat and die after having a heat stroke in <laughs> nineteen.
0: It would kill me. Right. <laughs> so we've had lulls in our talking and you know, we'll yep. go months at a time, like, oh, I haven't heard from you in a while or whatever. But I feel like we have that type of friendship where we can just kinda of pick up right where we left off and and nothing's really changed and then we just move on, right?
1: Pretty much. I'll give you a call and you answer. I'll be like, what time do you answer?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I get a little uh I get a little grief from you, but we can always uh talk about life and kids and, and everything else. And that's kind of what we're going to do here today, I guess. So you're a man, let me say you're a man of many talents. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but you've, you've had, you've done a lot of careers, right? You've. Oh yeah. You, you've worked a lot of different jobs. I mean, you've done everything from what manufacturing and sales and welding oh, and manufacturing, sales, bartending, welding, and cooking, bartending
1: and cooking, bartending, cooking, fishing, waiting, probably every, branch of the service industry i've I've dabbled in and various kinds of manufacturing
0: that seemed to be like that's like where you were a lot right was manufacturing yeah snowmobiles and windows and and many many different places but did doing all those different jobs like help you kind of land where you are now or not really
1: yes because doing those different jobs you get in the situation where you realize that you're working for someone else who doesn't give two shits about you Right. You, you are a, uh, an asset for their wealth, you're an asset for their gain, and they don't give two shits. They'll tell you they do. Marvin's, for example, likes to say that they're family-oriented. Mm-hmm. But in their meetings, they literally tell you things like, you need to put the company above your family. You need to get your priorities straight. <laughs> you have to put your job ahead of your family, and your family needs to put your job ahead of you. That's it easy. has to be a sacrifice you're willing to make, and I'm like, wait a minute here. I I work to afford to live. I don't live to work. Right. And you're telling me that I need to put work.
0: Out. Yeah, that doesn't the seem. Table I table mean, table. family values. Well, you're going to put your family first, right? And you work a job yeah. to provide for your family because your family comes what it comes first. And I was even told when I when I started guiding fishing, I lost the first year I did
1: it conservatively six thousand dollars i lost because of Marvins mm-hmm. where they'd be like all right you guys you you don't have to worry about working these next few Saturdays you got them off so i book fishing trips and then three days before mandatory Saturday <laughs> try to get it off you can't get it off so i'd have to cancel so not did i lose that immediate money i lost mm-hmm. clients right because short notice canceling on them and i brought it up to Marvins to my supervisor and higher ups mm-hmm that, Hey, you know, I had this stuff going on. And what they told me is you need to get your priorities straight. You need to understand this is your main job. That's just something you're doing. And <laughs> I'm like, that's something I'm doing. Hopefully to make my main job because I right. want to do what I'm enjoying.
0: Right. And that was actually my next question is, so you're, you're a you you're guiding fishing, you're a fishing guide. So you, when you started doing fishing guiding or is that, is that the right, that sounds really weird to say fishing guiding. Maybe that's wrong Uh, I think
1: you'd say when you start guiding fishing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So when you started doing that, you were doing that on the side, quote unquote, essentially as to like build that business and still do your day job or your main job. And then eventually take over and then quit your day job. And then, and that's what you did, right? Yep. that's what ended up happening. And how long have you been doing? How long have you been doing uh, a fishing guide? Full time now, two years. I've been doing it for five. Oh, nice. So you did. Okay, nice. What is it compare compared to your typical nine to five job? Oh, well, it's... I mean, is it more stress, right? It can be. It can be. And it's...
1: Some days you put in less hours. Some mm-hmm. days you put in more. You know, you get... Depending on your day. You might get people that are like, you know, the weather sucks. I don't want to fish a full day today, but they're still paying your full rate. So you still get your, you know, be your right. nine to five pig. Yeah. But... You only work four hours or less, but then there's the days you might work 10, 12. You know, if you had a really good day, you gotta clean the fish, prepare them, get them delivered to people. Yeah. And that that takes time, adds on to it. But I'm fishing. Right. So I'm like, You're I'm, doing what you love, right? <laughs> yeah. You get the people, and I have a guy I would blast him by name every chance he gets, names Bruce Eagle. <laughs> that is the worst fishing client I've ever had in my life. He tried <laughs> to tell me where we're fishing even though he's only fished here a few times, right? what we're fishing with, what color we're using, what bait we're using, what technique. And then I said, um, no, we're not.
0: In this <laughs> realm, he's telling you, like that's him telling you how to do your job, right? So like, yeah. you're like, hey, dude, like this, you're paying me to guide you to do all that work for you. You don't have to think about that, right?
1: Like yesterday, I took home seven limits of fish and you know, we threw back a couple hundred. You're telling me what we're doing today. Like, don't you think maybe... I've got a better idea what's working i mean right. i'm doing this every day and right. uh, about an hour later after we limited out he goes you know i'm glad i listened to you mm-hmm. like he had a choice in the matter
0: <laughs> and he changed though doing. but his perspective but after the day it changed
1: he, he got worse oh because now you know with, with the minnesota rules you're uh and it's changed since you left so much yeah yeah like now we have uh, a six walleye soccer uh, aggregate limit with no more than four can be walleye Okay. And your daily possession limit is your possession limit total. So you're allowed in your freezer. You can only have one daily limit of fish. So really? you can have your six walleye sauger combined. That's it.
0: And it used and to they, be much more like to,
1: two or three. Wasn't no, it? There used remember. to be no possession limit. We used to have a 12 fish limit. Yeah. Like when, when you moved away, we, we were still at 12 fish limit. Okay. And there was no possession limit. So now we've got that. And uh, he's trying to tell me that they didn't have their limit. And we keep track. So we know what, you know, people have, because it's my license that that's on the line. And because uh, I was running for sportsmen's, mm-hmm. their business gets fine. I would get fined, And both our fines are bigger than his fine for being over his limit. So he kept trying to say, oh, I ate fish last night. <laughs> like, oh, you ate fish. Did you? You just got done telling the other people you brought nothing with the clean fish because we cleaned the fish for you. So how did you get the skin patches off your fish you ate last night? Right. And he's like, oh, I, I just pulled him. I'm like, okay, I'll have the manager check your freezer. And I did. And the exact amount of fish were in there that I, I knew he had. So I'm like, you're limited. So he screamed at me because I'm wrong. I'm like, I can get a picture if you like of your fish.
0: Because you like, know the she's law, in there right? right? Now. Yeah. You know yeah. the law. And he tried to, what? He tried to pull one over and he oh called yeah. his bluff. He, he yeah. kept trying to claim
1: that that they ate fish and they weren't limited out because he wanted to keep a daily limit every day. <laughs> and it's like, Oh my God, guy. Yeah. And then his wife almost lost my fishing rod. I literally caught it as it was falling over the side of the boat. So I told her and I was nice, but I go, Oh, be careful there. I mean, if you lose that, there's a replacement fee of $250. Right. Cause it's, it's my equipment. It's getting right. replaced. Okay. You're paying yeah. for it if you lose it. And he screamed at me about threatening his wife. He wrote a right, nice review on <laughs> Sportsman's Thing, saying I threatened his wife over a cheap, ugly stick rod reel combo.
0: It doesn't matter what it was or even what it, it cost you. That's a replacement fee. Is a replacement fee. Like that's it's, it's in yeah, the, and it's in the print on the contract or whatever wherever you sign up. So
1: yeah, and the, like the replacement fee, I, I tried to explain it to him. Like yeah, this rod's only a, you know a, a seventy dollar rod reel combo, but where I buy him from, you can't order them online. You can mm-hmm. only get them at LM Fleet Farm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a, a specific contract the Ugly Stick has with LM Fleet, so I have to drive there. The nearest one's two hours away. and like, so there's there's four hours of my drive time. So hundred bucks in fuel, like yeah. my time's not free. So I got to drive, go shop, pick it up, set it up. Plus I need a new line. Like so, let's let's throw six hours of my time in there at twenty bucks an hour or more. Yeah. Like now now I have the seventy dollar rod reel combo, the fifteen dollars line I'm putting on it. Like, and that actually costs more than the $250 replacement fee. So you're actually saving money.
0: Yeah. It, it makes sense. Like that's every company, every business, they do that. It's, it's a, you know, there's a damage waiver. There's whatever it's in there. Like, I don't understand why people are surprised about that. Is that like
1: your worst client? Is probably? The worst, the worst. He was screaming at me and I said, excuse me. Oh, am I being disrespectful? Right. Because you're threatening my wife. I'm like, I know what I said. Because I know what I heard. I'm like, obviously you didn't. You should probably shut up right about now. <laughs> He's looking at me. I'm like, don't say
0: another word. Oh my! God. I was done
1: with him. But now an and and, a, and you have
0: to keep some sort of a semblance of you know tact and and keep your anger suppressed because you're probably very angry at this point. Just oh, okay. because you're in yeah. this in this position, it's a business and you're you're contracted with somebody or whatever the deal is. So yeah, you have to like tamp down. How you really <laughs> feel.
1: And uh, I had a split group. I had two other people that are uh, very inexperienced fishermen. They had to spend a lot of time tending to them, helping them. And they were pleasant. They were friendly. And this guy was being rude to them too. Mm. Because he didn't like the fact that he has to share a boat with people that don't know how to fish. It's like, well, you could have bought the boat out, but you didn't. You chose just to pay for two people's spots. You could have bought the entire boat out, but right. you didn't. If I were in my own boat that day, because I was up in the Northwest Anglewater or something in the islands, I okay. drove Young's Bay, dropped him off, and told him to find his own way back to the states. <laughs> I've uh, I've since talked with new owners of sportsmen, and uh, I've got the go ahead. If I ever have that again, I can do it. Yeah!
0: Wow! There yeah. you go. That's <laughs> yep. nice to have I've in got, your back I've pocket, got, and and uh, yep. uh, the next client that comes along that gives you essentially that much grief, you can be like, well, if you would like me to drop you off on that island over there, I will do that, and you can be responsible for your way home. So. Keep that that's what in told mind. Goes, we don't pal. need that
1: crap here. We don't need people like that with us. He goes, "We have that again. Go ahead, take them in there, drop them off." He goes, "You guys don't need to put up with that. You're uh, you're providing a product and an experience, and you get
0: people that make it miserable for other people on the boat and you. You don't deserve that." Yeah. Thank you. That's that's good. I mean, and what type of clients are they? are these people coming from the big metro areas or are just all over? You don't know out of state? Yeah, or those or those ones were were from the metro,
1: and the guy, this guy particularly. His dad used to own a bar
0: slash resort on Leech Lake, so he, he's trying to act like he's done it all. He thinks he knows everything on, on how everything yeah, operates because yeah, he helped guide for his dad back in like the eighties and seventies. Like well, times change, and... man, and lakes change, and you're not where you grew up. So, yeah, he wasn't good to the guide he had the day before. He was bad to the front desk. Just
1: a rude, horrible individual. <laughs> And now it's my mission. <laughs> I literally I've told a lot of the resort owners up here, if this guy books with you again, give me a call. Let me take him out. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on that boat. <laughs> I want to run him off this lake. I don't want him up here ever again.
0: For a person. Just challenge <laughs> challenge accepted. Though.
1: Yeah. At first I said I'd never fish with him again. And then I saw the review he wrote and how he worded it to make himself sound like a goddamn saint. And it's like,
0: excuse me, sir. You're wrong. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no so i'll
1: take this one personal
0: do you do do you do you used to do bear hunts and other hunts guiding yep. you do fishing that's coming again do you do uh ice fishing guiding as well you do all that's that stuff this winter uh the last couple of years no
1: I okay mean, ice fish done it but we're going and i gotta say we because i've got a friend that uh, he's been guiding over in north dakota living okay. badger guiding mm-hmm. over in north dakota and uh, this year we started beyond sundown llc for waterfowl hunting and fishing. And we're gonna add ice fishing to it and not this coming fall, the next fall after we're gonna add bear hunting back to it.
0: Okay, So cool. instead of,
1: just, you know, guiding for bear hunting, I'm doing do that do with my uncles and no quotas. Right. Zone. Well, I'm gonna do that over here for the people who draw tags since I've
0: got state land all over over here. Oh, nice. And what is what is the name of your business again? What did you say it was? Uh, it's Beyond Sundown, LLC. Okay, cool. I'll make sure to... Put that in the description of today's show so people can check you out i don't know if you have a facebook page or a group or uh a... uh there there is a facebook page on that one okay so yeah I'll, I'll get all that stuff from you later and we'll link all that and so people can find and, you like my there. own guide service because like next summer i'm driving full-time for sportsman's and then guiding it for my own personal business and then the business with my friends okay wow so you're you you've been you have grown you are busy you're dabbling in a lot of things. That's actually pretty awesome.
1: Learn I need chaos. Not only am I going to do ice fishing this winter, I'm going to run the kitchen at Wheeler's Point because if you want something that just it's hectic and chaotic, run a kitchen. <laughs> run a kitchen. It's, it, it's my kitchen. <laughs> I can do what I want in it. So well, it'll, good, it'll be man. nice because I'll just be like running around with chicken, my
0: head chopped off, and then the day is not working. i will be like, oh, that's better. Well, like what I kept thinking about before I had you come on here is when we were young, you know, we've known each other for 30 years or whatever. And when we were probably in high school, I think we had a conversation where I asked you, I said, "What, like, what do you wanna do? You know, you're young and you're trying to figure out your life and blah, 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 like everybody does. And I was like, what's your like dream? What do you wanna do? And you told me, I wanna live in Northern Minnesota and I wanna be a hunting and fishing guide. I'm pretty sure you told me that. I don't think I'm dreaming, but you told me that. No, no, that happened. That happened. I wanted
1: to fly an F fourteen for the Navy and wanted to start that and wanted to be hunting fishing guys. Yeah.
0: Part of me was like, Oh, come on, dude, get your freaking head out of the clouds. You know, what you say when you're young, go get a normal job, blah, blah, blah. But now it's now it's like, look at you, dude. You said that when you're eighteen and now you're what, you're forty, and it just you know, I you you made that happen and that just really impresses me that that you accomplished that, you know. you gotta feel pretty good in that aspect.
1: Well, it's one of the things that I I thought about, and I always kept in the back of my mind. I looked at a lot of people, for example, like Mitch Cole. He had to work three jobs to be a fishing guide in the summer. He drove school bus, he cooked uh, in the lunchroom at the school, and then he guided in the summers. And it's like, for a long time there, it it was a pipe dream because there wasn't a lot of money in it. It it was tough to actually make money in it. And then the past uh, probably 15 years, Really, the the takeoff of ice fishing is what led to even open water become better money. Mm-hmm. Because people got so much ice fishing, and Lake Woods got discovered. Unfortunately, the way it's got discovered, it hasn't been good from the uh, city. From uh, the more from more the,
0: the city people essentially, and yes, basically,
1: okay. it's it's just too many people are coming up, and they're just destroying the lake. But uh, the 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 want to fish came up, and because the want to fishing has increased so much, the value increased and that's where it was
0: like yeah you know demand supply and demand and you know you your skill set is is in demand or fishing is in demand and people that come up that may not know how to fish like the jackass you talked about you know they want to do that so they're they they come to you i've had weeks where i've made forty two hundred dollars a week oh wow yeah that's that was i had a question too i was going to ask you like how lucrative I mean it's sporadic, right? But it is yeah, it can be very and, easy. and It
1: depends cuz like the days where I make that it's when I'm I'm booking my own trips, my yeah. own
0: boat and it's full day trip.
1: Um but say like Riverbend Resort calls me to go, "Hey, we have small boat trips." i get $500 a day yeah. to run my own boat take you fishing. Oh well. Wow, if I'm nice. driving their boats 200 bucks a day.
0: But your own fuel, right? And your own boat. Yeah. Your own insurance, you your own insurance, your own license. All, well, I suppose you have to be licensed anyways, but it's all your own. In, you're an owner operator essentially right
1: yeah i have to be licensed because the body of water i'm on but yeah i'd right. be an owner operator on it. Yeah. okay this year between the canadian border opening back up mm-hmm. and uh the stupid inflation and, and fuel prices and then of course lake of the woods almost had record high we're a half inch from being the highest lakes ever been we had so much high water this year it scared a lot of people off and we're down about 50 from last year so like this year i mean i, I did all right this summer but i didn't do nearly what I did last summer. Like last summer, oh my God, really? I felt rich. I felt fat on a <laughs> hog, like I was making money handling the fist. <laughs> this summer, I mean, it was okay, but nowhere, near like last summer. Last summer, I think
0: I averaged about 3000 a week. Yeah, that's good. But then uh, what, you have to bank that up and then save it for your slow season, I'd imagine, right? Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's take a quick break here and then uh, we'll dive right back into this because we're about to run out of time on this meeting. So we'll take a quick break okay, and then we'll be... Right back. All right, that is it for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's Podcast. Kind of a weird place to cut, but we had such a long conversation, there was really no good spot to end it, so I chose right there. But yes, we're just scratching the surface on this, getting into it with my buddy, just having a nice conversation. Sorry, no real dad talk or dad tips or anything like that. I just thought it would be interesting to hear someone else's perspective, see what they do for a living and maybe learn something. I know I don't know a whole lot about guide service and this type of things that he's doing and maybe you guys don't either, so maybe it'll be an interesting show for you to listen to. Anyways, this is part 1. Part 2 will be next week, so stay tuned for that. Also, if you have any questions for me or my buddy TJ, please leave them on my social media or go over to podbean.com and leave a comment or a question over there. I'll link all of TJ's businesses and websites in the description of this episode so you can go check them out. Maybe you want to book a fishing trip. Maybe you want to book a bear hunting trip or something like that. So please do that as well. Go check those out. Also, if you know anyone that would benefit from listening to this show, like I always say, please share it with them. Let them know. They can grab it on many of the streaming platforms the podcasts are on. Alright, that's all I've got, so thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you all next week.